You are listening to the Salty Truth Podcast. Salty Truth to make your life sweet. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast. Before we get started today, let me just say thank you for the encouraging messages. For those of you that's been along the journey with us, listening to these episodes, some of you even sharing them on social media, that means so much to us to know that it's benefiting your life in some way and that you feel that it can benefit others. That's really why we're doing this podcast at all is to add value to people's lives. Today, we're doing something that uh, we haven't done before. We are going to do the first episode of a two-part series on team building. And so, uh, to me, the subject of team building is just so broad, we can't really squeeze it all into one episode. So, we're going to do a two-parter. And uh, so, the first part will will be out today and then uh, not too far in the future we will put out part two. And so what? why team building? I think so many of us uh, lead teams of some kind. Maybe you lead a, a volunteer team. Maybe you are a coach of a team. It could be that you're an entrepreneur and, and you're starting a business and building a team for that business. Could be that you're a part of a, a, a team at work. You're a supervisor there, maybe. It could be that you're a, a band leader. That's a, a team leader. It could be you're a, a contractor. Maybe you lead a, a military team of some kind. Maybe you're a pastor. There, there's so many kinds of team leaders out there that I thought it was important to do an episode like this. So why don't you do this? Think about what kind of team you're trying to build. And hopefully today, we'll be able to come alongside you and add some thoughts to how you might even be a better team builder. Here we go. Four blocks of team building. We're going to talk about the four blocks of team building, which I believe are these four. Invite, inspire, instill, and invest. Now, don't write these down if you're driving. That's dangerous. They're going to be in the show notes and so you can find them there at any time. Invite, inspire, instill, invest. We're going to talk about the first two today. So that brings us to number one. If you want to build great teams, you got to know how to invite people to your teams. Invite. In other words, we're, we're going to have to get out there and recruit the kinds of people we want on our team. They're not going to magically show up at your door. They're not going to just come to us. We've got to seek them out. We've got to go out and to recruit. Well, how do I do that? Let me give you four ways to find new team members, four ways to invite people to be a part of your team. The first thing is that you need to recruit one-on-one face-to-face. Don't send out a mass message. There's a new opportunity available who wants in? You know, you're going to get everybody, whether they're crazy or not, signing up. And, and that's not the way you want to recruit. You want to, you don't want to just look for people with a heartbeat. You want to look for people who would be great on your team. You want to go to them one-on-one, face-to-face. You want to listen to their story. What, what do they want their life to look like? What are some of the dreams they have in their heart? And then... You can invite them to your team knowing a little bit more about them and how they might be 
a good fit on your team. You might say something like, man, you are so smart with numbers. We actually need someone in administration on our team. We need an office manager. Man, you'd be great at that. What do you think? Or you, you might pick up on the fact that this person is great with people. Wow, you're so good with people. We need someone on our team that can go out and, and connect with people. Maybe you say, we need someone in sales. You, you find out what they're good at and you invite them to be on your team, but you do it one-on-one, face-to-face. The second thing on invite is we need to recruit with vision, not need, because people don't respond to need, they respond to vision. And so it's not, come on, we need you to volunteer. Won't you volunteer in our organization? We're short on help and we could really use your help. We need you. No, a better way is to share the vision. Man, you would love this if once you got involved, you would see the impact that we're making and it's really fulfilling. You should consider this. It would be awesome for you. It's not, please consider helping us on this project that we're doing. It's, no, we're making a huge difference and you can be a part of that. Share the vision, recruit with vision, not need. Here's number three on this first point invite. You're going to want to look for doers, not thinkers. I believe it was Andy Stanley who said, we want to look for doers, not thinkers, because it's much easier to educate a doer than activate a thinker. In other words, you want to look for proactive people, people who are movers and shakers. You don't, you don't want to Choose someone for your team that you know you're going to have to poke and prod. And, you know, it, it's just honestly, it can be exhausting to constantly feel like you have to motivate people. If you have the right people on your team, they're going to be self motivated. They are going to want to do a good job and, and, and be a part of a successful organization, if there's a person that you notice that you say, oh, they have a lot of free time on their hands, maybe they could join what we're doing. You know what? There's probably a reason they have a lot of free time on their hands. There's probably a reason they're not doing anything with their lives. It might be that they're not motivated. It might be that they're lazy. Those are not the people you want on your team. Don't go for the people that, oh, it looks like, looks like they've got plenty of time. Let's, let's ask them. That's not who you want. When I, when I look at the team that I work with, uh, we have seven here on our team and we work with them uh, day after day. It's a privilege to me because all of every single person on this team that I get to lead, they are doers. And uh, that's the kind of team that you want to be a part of. And then the fourth and final part of inviting people to your team is you want to look for people who are doing what you are looking for. Look look for people who are already doing some of the things that you are looking for on your team. You might say something like this, dude, you're already making these amazing 
guitar videos on YouTube. Join our band. You would be such a great fit in our band. You, you might say something like, man, I've seen your work as a handyman. Join our construction team. You would be awesome. You would love the other guys on this crew. You know, find people that are already doing what you are looking for and talk to those people and tell them you want them to be a part of your team because you know what? People want to feel wanted. People like to know that they would be an asset to your team and they would make a difference. And and so look for people who are already doing what you're looking for. Now, let's ask a few questions about inviting. What if you can't find the right person for a key position? You know you need to fill a position. You know it's important to have that position, but you can't seem to find the person that would be a great fit. My advice to you is when in doubt, wait. When in doubt, wait. Because it is so difficult to remove people later. Please learn from someone who has been there. It is better to wait and leave the position vacant than fill it with the wrong person. When in doubt, wait. A lot of times we get to the point where we know we need to fill a position and we're considering who are we going to to put into that position and we, we begin to think about who's been there the longest or who that we feel like has maybe earned a shot, someone that's maybe worked really hard and that's great to consider that but let me advise you on this as well. It's not always about who deserves the job the most. It's about who the best person for the job is. If you if you start putting people in positions just because they've worked at it for a while or they've been with you for a while, that doesn't mean they're going to be great at that role. God has made us all with different gifts. And if you put someone in a position that doesn't have the gift for that position, you're not doing them any favors. Sometimes you got to start a freshman quarterback to give your team the best chance of winning. I would rather start a rookie that is the right fit for the role that's going to be a superstar one day than a veteran who is the wrong fit. All right, how about this question? What if... I have the wrong person in a key position currently. Well, it could be that they're not the wrong person for your team. They may just be in the wrong role. They may have different giftings and ability and you, abilities, and you just need to move them around. So try that first. If you feel like they're in the wrong position, try them in a different position. They may really thrive in another position. And if you've tried to move them around and they're still not thriving anywhere that you put them on your team, they're still struggling. You may have to make a hard decision. And honestly, I know no one wants to let someone on your team go. But waiting too long is not only unfair to your team, but it's unfair to the person. Because you are keeping them from finding a better fit somewhere else. And so sometimes the most loving thing we can do is tell someone the truth and help them to move on to the next step in their life. If you're not sure 
If you got somebody that you say, I don't, I'm not sure they're a great fit. I've tried to move them around. I've, they're really, you know, I'm not quite sure if I should let them go or not. Ask yourself this question. If they step down on their own, would you be disappointed or secretly relieved? That ought to answer what you should do next. If you're keeping someone in a position just because you're too scared to let them go, it's time to find some courage and do the right thing. There's a little salty truth for you today. Hey, bottom line on this first one, have you read Jim Collins' book, Good to Great? One one of the key themes of of the book is before you go anywhere, get the right people on the bus. And that's why we start with part one, number one, invite. Okay, that brings us to number two of this episode, and that is inspire. Once we've invited people to be on our team, we need to inspire the people that are on the team. We want people involved on the team that are inspired, that they are glad to be a part of the team, and they are enjoying the experience. So here's four ways to inspire your team. Number one, communicate the why. Now, we've heard this before from Simon Sinek, and I think he's right. We've got to talk about what we're trying to accomplish, but maybe even more important is to talk about why we're trying to do it. Don't just hand out assignments. Here's everybody's job. Everybody do your job. No, people commit to a cause, not a task. Why are you asking them to do that job? Why are you doing whatever you're doing? They need to know that. And an easy way to communicate the why is to follow your statements with so that. Let me give you an example. We're starting this company so that, and then you tell them why you're starting this company. We're starting this group so that we sell this product so that we build this plane so that, and and you, you begin to tell them the why behind the what. That's the first way to inspire people. So important. Second thing is this, tell success Stories. Stories inspire people way more than principles. So learn to talk about how people's lives are actually better off because what your t- because of what your team is doing. Don't say things like, "Hey guys, hundreds of people are being rescued from human trafficking because of our organization." No, tell a story of one person. Maybe there's someone named. Katie that was brought out of of this life. And you say, Katie's life was changed because people like you, people like you on this team stepped up. And remember guys, there are more Katie's out there today. Let's get out there and make a difference in this world. See, a story about someone can be a lot more inspiring than just spouting off facts or handing out assignments or whatever might be the practical elements of your team. Tell stories. Number three on this point. Lead with 
enthusiasm. Have a little passion in, in the way that you go about your leadership. Information doesn't inspire people. Passion does. Enthusiasm, it, when, once you begin to have enthusiasm, it spreads throughout your organization. It's contagious. And I'm not saying be fake. And I, I'm not saying be an actor. I'm saying be genuinely excited about something. We all have different personalities. That excitement comes out of us in different ways, but be genuinely excited about the team you're leading. If you're not excited about the team you're leading, you shouldn't be leading that team. Don't don't expect to have a fired up team if you're not fired up. What are some examples? We, we've got to have the enthusiasm to be able to look at our team in the eyes of whatever kind of teams that we're leading. We might say things like, guys, I believe that we can win a championship together. Don't you believe that? You might say, I believe we can mentor students. I believe we can impact lives. I believe, team, that we can change the future of our families because of what we do day in and day out. And you begin to spread that enthusiasm. Let me give you a bonus tip on this one about enthusiasm. If you've got enthusiastic, passionate people on your team, Put those people together. I used to think, okay, if I've got a team of 10 and we've got, you know, a couple of enthusiastic people, let's spread them out so that their enthusiasm can spread throughout the rest of the team. No, put them together. It works just like charcoal. If you put it, put it together, the fire stays hot, but left alone, the flame goes out. Put your enthusiastic people together let them keep each other motivated, inspired, and then let that culture spread throughout the rest of the team. And finally, on this one about inspire, is if we want to inspire people, we need to believe the best about people. Look for the good. Walk the hallways of your office or your organization and look look for things that people are doing right and point it out. Because when, when we have a positive view of people and we begin to call things out in them that's good that we see talent in those people begin to surface average people have a way of accomplishing extraordinary things when someone believes in them believe in your team believe the best about them well you know you might say what if somebody drops the ball? Do I just pretend like they didn't? Well, you don't jump to conclusions. You don't go to them and say, how could you do that? We were counting on you. You know, you, you don't just start getting all up in their face about what you think they just did. But, but what you do, of course, you address the issue. But you go in there in a non-threatening way with questions and you say, hey, can you help me understand this? This doesn't seem like you. You see the difference? You're awesome. You've always been awesome. Tell me about this. This didn't seem like it was your normal work. So, let's review. If you're a team leader of any kind and you want to build a great team, there are four things to do. Invite, inspire, instill, and invest. We talked about the first two today. Number one, how do we invite? Well, we recruit one at a time, face-to-face. We recruit with vision, not need. We look for doers, not thinkers. 
and we look for people already doing what you're looking for. That's how we invite. How do we inspire? That was the second thing. We communicate the why. We tell success stories. We lead with enthusiasm, and we believe the best. Part two of the podcast will be up in the near future. Until then, remember, you'll only build great teams if you know how to invite, inspire, instill, and invest. That's the salty truth. I hope it's made your life sweeter today. Thank you for spending time with us today. If this podcast has helped you in some way, it would mean so much if you would rate, review, or share on social media. Make sure to hit subscribe to get all the salt. See you next time for more Salty Truth.